When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. Coming at you on Monday with good news from Billy Embody and Shay Dixon. Because LSU does have two new commitments that we have got to talk about. And we're going to talk about what's next for the Tigers in the class of 2024. But let's lead off with the first commitment of the weekend, Shay. And that is Destrahan linebacker, kind of edge rusher, Collage Cobbins, Tut. Uh, did make the call to commit to LSU Friday night before coming over for an unofficial visit on Saturday. This is one of those guys that has been on the radar for quite some time in the state of Louisiana. Uh, he picked up a relatively early LSU offer and uh, added some you know, big-name offers from Michigan, Ole Miss, Texas, um, Alabama, Georgia. He really blew up uh, last spring especially, and now he's one of the – I would say early commitments for LSU. I think this is huge to get the four-star linebacker on board uh, this early in the process. There's a few reasons I love this. One, it's a Louisiana kid. I am big on taking Louisiana kids, evaling them. When they've got the offer sheet, he does. That shows that they are a legit prospect. Another reason, you always want to be in Destrehan. Destrehan is coming off a state title. They beat in fact, he beat the other player we're about to talk about here uh, in a state title game. But when you think back to all the Jeffersons and John Emery and Glenn Logan, and I could go up and down the list of guys that have come out of Destrehan uh, that have been good to LSU, and you want to keep that pipeline flowing, uh, certainly in the greater New Orleans area, getting a kid out of Destrehan does that. As a prospect, Billy, he's really intriguing to me. I think we've got him listed at, Six two and a half, two hundred pounds. I'm not sure he even is two hundred pounds. I mean, he might be pushing that. Obviously, he can get there. But a kid, as you said, who originally we had him ranked as an edge rusher. Now we've got him ranked as a linebacker. He's talked to us about being having a relationship and being recruited by both Jamar Kane, who you know has been recruiting the edge rushers all along. I know John Jancic has taken that job recently or taken over at outside linebacker. But he also mentions Matt House, who obviously is the D coordinator, but also coaches linebackers. We were talking before we had his film on. He's got burst, Billy. Boy, he is explosive. But most of his high school stuff is a stand-up edge rusher, um, kind of playing that jack position. You mentioned, hey, this could be a Harold Perkins situation where he's a linebacker, but you're moving him around in different spots. It'll be interesting to see, maybe more so than anyone they've had committed yet what he looks like as a senior, just because I feel like he can still go a few different ways with kind of how he contributes or at what position he contributes when he gets to college. But Hey, no doubt you'll take the commitment, explosive player, four star, as you mentioned, Bam had had him to campus multiple times. A lot of schools were recruiting him and the on three industry ranking has him as a top 20 linebacker. So you'll take that every day of the week. Number six player in Louisiana. 
Yeah, I was with uh, Charles Power over the weekend at the Under Armour Orlando camp, and uh, we'll talk more about that uh, later this week as we recap that and Junior Day um, overall for for LSU and and just kind of what that that weekend went and looked like. But we were chatting, and and Collage Commons is one of the intriguing evaluations for us this cycle, kind of like Shay mentioned, uh, linebacker, edge. Where does he fit, and how does his frame? end up looking for a linebacker prospect and what are his measurables and and verified testing style numbers to kind of say, okay, we can see him making the move to linebacker and playing it at a very high level. We're all in agreement. Collage Cobbins is athletic. He's disruptive. He is productive for Destrahan, but it is going to be intriguing to see how he really makes that move to a full-time linebacker in the SEC because he has spent the early part of his career really being an edge rusher. And I think this is where you thought, okay, maybe early in his career, he was going to grow just a little bit more uh, and be a guy that could just be that Jack for LSU in this class from the state of Louisiana. But it looks like now he's going to be that linebacker. I really like collage Cobbins. I think he's physical. I think he's a player. And I think that's ultimately what matters most is having that initial physicality and kind of dog in you to play linebacker in the SEC, and I think he checks that box very well. Uh, we're going to gather more information as the spring and summer unfolds. He is one of the most interesting guys in Louisiana for us to evaluate because he is going to end up playing linebacker. But, I mean, for them to win this battle so early, and Collage told me, he said, you know, there's just you know no better time. I wanted to go ahead and start recruiting. He told me he's going to start recruiting Wardell Mack. That's the guy he wants to get, and we'll talk about what's next in the class of 2024 here later on. But um, he's one of those guys that loves LSU and is going to be a leader in this class in a big way. Yeah, you mentioned, and that's huge, right? Because you want Louisiana kids to get in the boat and start helping recruit. We know Colin uh, Hurley is a guy, not Colin Simmons. I'm not keeping anything secret from anybody. Uh, Colin Hurley is a guy who's committed uh, and is doing a good job as a quarterback of, right, like being a leader of the class. But you want those Louisiana kids because they help pop other Louisiana kids. So. Collage knows all these guys. As you mentioned, Wardell Mack, who's one of the state's top players, is one of his buddies over at John Arrett, a guy he's now admitting or saying, hey, look, I'm targeting to get him in the fold. He's been a guy that's trended to LSU, but has been recruited by teams like Alabama. So knocking down this domino. Look, people want to talk all the time. When are you going to beat Bama for kids in Louisiana? Bama had offered Collage Coppins. Bama had hosted Collage Coppins multiple times. So they struck. And look, I can remember when Pete Golding went to Ole Miss, People said, watch out, Collage Cobbins, Dole Miss could be a thing now. LSU buckles in, whether it's Frank Wilson in New Orleans, whether it's Kane just doing his due diligence here, kind of a whole staff effort probably, uh, including the personnel department. But again, I, I watched his film right before we came on. I love the Harold Perkins comp, not that he's Harold Perkins, just how he's used at Destrahan is how he's used right now. I mean, He'll play middle linebacker and he's spying the quarterback. He's coming off the edge, not often putting his hand in the dirt, um, not going into coverage a ton because what he does best is just be physical and get into the backfield. So imagine that type of style of how Matt House used Harold Perkins is how you could use a guy like Collage Coppins. Yeah, when Charles and I were talking about uh, Collage, he said the exact same thing. You know, how they use him could very well be like how they use Harold Perkins. He said he doesn't, he doesn't compare anybody anymore athletically to uh, Harold Perkins, really, because of what he was able to do, obviously, in year one. But that style of player 
And we talked about it, I think, last week or maybe two weeks ago. But guys that are versatile for Matt House is something he loves. He loves to mix up looks. He kind of likes to tinker and have guys that can move around and maybe not come off the field. Collage Cobbins is one of those guys. And I think it's a really, really big pickup for LSU. I mean, he came on campus pretty quickly. Um, in January, he was there, I'm pretty sure. Um, he stopped by. I mean, I think, you know, Frank Wilson, Jabbar Kane, Matt House, Brian Kelly, Sherman Wilson, uh, Carter Sheridan. I mean, it just seems like everybody was involved um, and m- many others here uh, with getting Collage Cobbins on board. So, I mean, big kudos to the staff because he's somebody that could have taken it through the summer, taken visits and um, done the whole song and dance. Um, but, you know, look, what we thought kind of all along, Collage Cobbins jumps on board with the Tigers, the first pickup of the weekend. Then they got Ahmad Bro from Ruston on campus on Saturday for Junior Day. He had been committed to Duke for a little over a month. Really intriguing defensive end. Could maybe grow into a little bit of a defensive tackle kind of tweener. They go ahead and extend the offer to him. He ends up on Sunday. I'd caught up with him Saturday night, put in an on three recruiting prediction machine pick. Then he goes ahead and as I'm, and you caught this, as I'm hitting tweet on the story uh, for, you know, his visit recap, he decommits. And then, okay, the race is on. Like, when is this going to happen? When is he going to flip? He had told me he didn't have any other visits. The signs pointed to LSU. Sure enough, by Sunday, um, evening, uh, he had committed uh, to the Tigers. Yeah, Billy's timing was terrible. I refreshed Twitter, and it's the kid decommitting, and then right above that, Billy's saying, great visit. Could it lead to a decommitment? So, um, hey, a little, we're on top of it, though. All right, Ahmad Bro at Ruston. Ruston played Destrahane in the state title game. You're getting to really high classification, Louisiana football. They are a really good team defensively. They were a really, really good team. Uh, he and Jaden Mayfield, Jaden or Jadon Mayfield, uh, was an all-state linebacker uh, for Ruston. But a lot of people up there said Ahmad Bro was the real deal. And when you put on his film from the year, you saw it. And you mentioned versatility, and we talked about it with Cobbins. In a different way, Bro's got versatility because he can put his hand in the dirt and play a couple of different spots for you. And when you watch Ruston on film from this past season, he was playing on the inside, he was playing on the edge, and he is a disruptive pass rusher. He's physical. When he gets his hands on you, he can win more often than not. This was a guy who, about a month ago, when I had put together a list of 10 guys around the state that were starting to get a little buzz or that at least played well uh, as high school juniors, he was on that list. And at the time, he'd only gotten a few offers. He wasn't even committed to Duke yet, uh, but got the Duke offer, committed. What I loved about this, Billy, is LSU didn't wait till spring evaluations. They didn't wait till summer camp. They didn't wait till... Let's see three games into your senior year. They trusted the full film. They got him on campus. Then they see him in person. You get his measurables. You get a feel for him as a kid, and you make the move. Don't If you feel good about it, don't drag it out into different evaluation periods, which I know are very important to evaluating a prospect and then deciding if they can really help you. But they had seen enough from Ahmad Bro on film, talking to the coaches at Ruston, meeting him in person, to know this is a kid who can play here. And it falls right in line with Cobbins for me. Offer, go after Louisiana kids. Evaluate this state because 
per capita ability, when we're talking elite college or NFL players or NFL draft picks, however you want to slice it, it is always about the same. It goes California, Florida, Texas, Georgia, then Louisiana. And Louisiana being in that top five without Florida, all those states that I just named get recruited by everybody. And they all have multiple power five schools in their conference or multiple high level uh, power five schools in the state, I should say. Louisiana doesn't. And that's always been the allure of coaching at LSU. It's a reason I think that three different head coaches across two decades won a national championship here. I'm not knocking anyone's coaching, obviously. I'm just saying that if you do it right, you can set yourself up to where you're always having elite recruiting classes. You're always competitive. And if you're keeping Louisiana kids at home, you're doing it right. And I get far too often, we watch the NFL draft, let's say, fastest 240 times for receivers, Billy. Trey Palmer, who they had, and then he went somewhere else. And Darius Davis out of West Feliciana, who goes to TCU as a return man kind of hybrid skill player and tears it up and is as speedy and fast as it gets. Those athletes are all over the state, even on the defensive line. So I like this offer. So many people have been begging for them to stack up on defensive linemen. Well, here you go. And it falls in line with what we've been saying, Billy. The state is deeper than people realize. And it's always the case because early on it was, yeah, there's some defensive linemen. It's, you know, Melvin Hills at LCA. There's Demirian Johnson uh, over at Westgate. But out of nowhere, Dominic McKinley turns in a junior year that makes him a top 15 player in the country as a defensive lineman out of Acadiana. Over just the span of a couple of months, a guy like Ahmad Bro can go from state champion to picking up a bunch of offers to committing, you know, getting an offer and committing to LSU. And now all of a sudden you've got two defensive linemen that you weren't even talking about during the middle of the season. You were talking about other guys. So the state will continue to add more guys that they can look at, evaluate, get serious on. I think there'll be more offers that go out. We're going to wrap up the pod here talking about maybe who we think could be next. I'm going to keep the same kind of theme going with that answer, but I like this addition a lot because he doesn't have the highest ranking right now. I, I don't care about that because ultimately that'll flesh itself out and everyone gets accurately ranked by the end or at some point in the process. What I know is that LSU got him to campus and that whole staff felt good enough to say, let's offer this kid on the spot, try to get him flipped, try to get him committed. And they do it all in one weekend. It's not something that has to drag out over a number of months where he's going to other campuses and all that. It was just sort of done. And that's what you want to do when you're recruiting Louisiana guys. Yeah. And I, I think versatility, you know, he can pack on some weight and potentially move inside a little bit. I talked to Charles about uh, him as well. We'll have those full breakdowns from Charles on, on both guys on the site, probably Tuesday morning. So check those out. Uh, but Ahmad Bro has already taken a role as a leader in the class. You know, uh, we put guys on alerts when we think they might pop uh, and commit. And he has been tweeting at guys left and right. Um, who were on campus with him this weekend saying, you know, you know, you know what to do, you know what the move is and things like that. So he has just jumped in, uh, you know, headfirst into recruiting for the Tigers. And um, again, a great a great kid, great story for him to get this offer. And I think he's somebody that is going to be um, a nice surprise for LSU fans. I think he'll move up in the rankings. We'll get more on him as as kind of the process unfolds as far as verified measurements and things like that. Uh, but a very, very I think exciting prospect in the sense that you turn on his tape and he plays so hard wherever he's lined up on the defensive line. And 
uh, that's a big key with those guys. I mean, not taking plays off, um, continuing to just play really, really hard and, and be, you know, so disruptive and, and just a, a nightmare to kind of play against in that sense uh, is what sticks out to me when I watch the tape as well as his productivity for uh, Rustin as well. So really nice pickup, like the addition. Um, LSU uh, now getting a, a key piece to the defensive line to kick things off there. Uh, we'll see. They had a lot of talent on campus this weekend for junior day. We're going to talk about that uh, on to the Tuesday edition of the recruiting podcast. But, Shay, LSU now sits uh, 11th in the country. They have 10 commitments. They've hit the double-digit mark. Uh, they're ahead of schedule as far as where they were last year uh, with the number of commitments, I believe, um, you know, entering March pretty much. This is now a, a chance for LSU to make a run. I pose the question to you, who's next? I mean, I said I would stick with my theme and what I like them doing right now. Um, but I think that Joel Rogers is a guy out of West Feliciana that we could begin to watch because he was on campus this past weekend. We've written about him a number of times on the site. He had picked up – this is a kid who plays quarterback and safety at West Feliciana. They're recruiting him at safety. Kerry Cooks has been recruiting him for a long time now through even – before his junior year began, uh, but they didn't offer until this past weekend. And he had picked up some big offers and a lot of people had speculated on the board. Okay. Did they offer him during Steve Like, did they go up to this France area, check him out in person and make the move? Did they want to wait to get him into camp? The reality was you saw it all on film. It, he was a legitimate safety of the sec level. He's got big time offers. So, I think for them, it was, again, much like a Ahmad bro, get him to campus, see what he looks like, talk with him, see if you feel like he's a fit, and then offer. Don't wait, because the competition is only going to get more stiff. He's a local guy. You know these local guys grew up around LSU enough to where they want that offer. They want to be able to say, I got offered by LSU. I've got a chance to play at LSU. And then at some point, I'm committed to LSU. All of that's huge. So, I'll go Joel Rogers because I think that they need a number of safeties in this class, Billy. I think they'll go heavy on safety at the high school level, and they're really going to start pressing for him now that he's got an offer. I'm set to catch up uh, with him a little bit more. We talked a little bit over the weekend. I want to kind of catch up with him on the phone to see what he says uh, about the visit as a whole before I say, hey, look, I feel really good about him ending up at LSU or something like that. But this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see them offer him on the junior day weekend. They did just that makes makes me feel like they are sort of right in sync with where they want to be in terms of recruiting guys, evaluating the state and making moves at a point where it's not going to put you behind the eight ball. This move to Joel Rogers puts them right in the mix, if not at the top. Yeah, I, I, this answer is going to be tough. You know, obviously, I think Joel Rogers is somebody that LSU has a ton of momentum with now. I mean, they extend the offer. You enjoyed his visit. I mean, in my opinion, from what I've heard, that's an in-state guy. You've got to feel good about where things stand there. I will say one, one guy that I've heard some, some really nice positive buzz uh, around is, is Jelani Watkins, uh, the four-star speedy um, slot wide receiver uh, from Texas, from uh, the Houston area, who's originally from New Orleans, has a lot of family. He was back on campus this weekend and picked up a track offer as well. He's one of the fastest guys in the country. Uh, he is uh, dynamic in every sense of the word. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if somebody as quiet as him just kind of 
committed and and decided to go ahead and and jump on board. Um, so I, I would kind of lean towards a guy like that. But if if it's not going to be a Joel Rogers or even a trade as Green uh, for that matter, uh, but I, I feel like LSU's sitting you know, pretty well with a lot of their top in-state targets. It's just a matter of when did those guys start making the call and and yeah. deciding to uh, you know jump on board and, and take their spot. Yeah, Jelani Watkins, you mentioned him coming out of uh, out of Texas. He is a, let's see, top 200 prospect on the on three industry rankings. Um, makes him, you know, one of the top 40 receivers in the country. They've got a lot of receivers in there at this point. That'll flesh itself out. But not many have the speed he does. And he's just getting going with his 2023 track season. And mind you, this is his junior year of track. He'll be a senior next year on the football field. But Last year, as a sophomore, Billy, in Texas, he was putting up a 1021 in the 100, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that is flying. Uh, and then a 200 meter of under 21 seconds, which is also absolutely ridiculous. We'll see what kind of some of his track times this spring look like, if he can even match those or get better. But that's about as elite as it gets for a high school football player, a legitimate college high school you know college prospect as a high school football player who also runs track now remember billy lsu offered him what last april i believe it was um about mid-april they offered within the week he was already on campus and visiting and did all that maintained contact with him throughout he continued to get more offers right when the dead period february was dead the entire month right when it ended he's on lsu's campus again and not only is he on lsu's campus for football but the track team goes ahead and extends an offer as well, his first track offer. So I would have to think this puts LSU in a very good spot considered the on three RPM already had LSU as a team to beat. He is high on the football program and, oh, he's a big track kid and his one track offer is now to the football team he was highest on. I agree with you here that if there's a kid in Texas we're watching, that's got to be him, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and also, I think, you know, as uh, technical difficulties, my camera roll in, um, which which maybe signals we got to get off the pot at some point. But um, nobody wants to see my face, honestly. Zion Kearney is another guy out of Texas to watch. I think he had a really good visit as well. Um, but I will say, I, I think Jelani Watkins is, is a guy you've got to circle. There is a lot of positive buzz around the time he had. Uh, they had a good amount of, uh, you know, Texas flavor on campus, so to speak. Um, when it came to uh, the junior day weekend, but uh, we'll talk much more about that on the recruiting podcast. Tons to get to on that front with, uh, you know, the junior day recap and and all of the things, um, because there were so many storylines we really wanted to do, you know, just one podcast for that. And and then also uh, kind of look ahead uh, to uh, next week's spring, uh, next week's junior day, which is trending to be a really good one as well. So, um, Shay, I think LSU's you know starting to, to kind of hit its stride momentum wise on the recruiting trail. I think there are some guys that you know things uh, are looking you know pretty strong for on the board for Brian Kelly and his staff. There are also some guys that you know are taking visits, go going through their process, going to be battles, and we're going to be here to track it all. That's why you got to subscribe to the Bengal Tiger. Thirty dollars until September. It also gets you a Founders Club hat. We still got those. Um, somebody messaged on the board that they hadn't gotten there as well. You got to follow the instructions on the board. We bump them every now and again. Shoot us a message if you can't find them. Uh, but if you subscribe, we can get you a hat uh, pretty quickly. So uh, appreciate all you guys who have subscribed to the site. Uh, 
seems double digits you know, just every week, just jumping on board as well as uh, continuing to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, and we've got a lot of reactions already. A lot of interviews you've got up from the weekend. We've got tidbits on Bryce Underwood, who we'll talk about more tomorrow. He's the number one quarterback in the 2025 class. Uh, and we'll add again to close out Charles Power, National Director of Rankings and Scouting, caught up with Billy, uh, Anamad Bro, and Collage Cobbin. So we'll have those reactions. I've already got things set up with the Rustin staff to talk to them today on Monday. Uh, I'll get things set up with Destrahan to talk to them as well. So we'll get some coaches' corners. Uh, so we've got you covered from all angles uh, on these two new commitments who Billy and I are both high on, obviously, uh, as guys who are playing in that front seven on the defensive side. Yep. So that'll do it for this edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. We appreciate you guys uh, for you know watching, listening, however you uh, follow the podcast. Appreciate all of you guys who have subscribed to our YouTube channel, as well as thebengaltiger.com. Jump on board, get on three plus access, $30 until September. Spring practice starts this week. Lots going on at LSU, so we will be here to track it all for you guys. Appreciate those of you who have watched, and we will catch you guys on Tuesday with another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast.